Hello, and welcome back to The Riverdale Rumor, a podcast where we watch the CW's Riverdale and uncover the Sweetwater secrets one episode at a time. My name is Caleb Wade, and with me is my lovely co-host, Mary. How are you tonight, Mary? I'm fantastic. <laughs> this was a doozy of an episode, wasn't it? Fortunately for you guys, we did watch the entire episode, took very detailed notes about it. So, shall we start? This is Chapter 2, Touch of Evil, I believe it's called? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I believe it's Touch of <laughs> We're so professional. Uh, it's Touch of Evil, yep. So, you got your notes? Somewhere. <laughs> frantically pulls out phone I, I, I swear I've got it officer I swear <laughs> so this is the so we open with Jughead narration again this is gonna, I think this is going to be a running theme within the series where everyone was kind of hoping that it wasn't Jason like in the, ba- in the like Sweetwater River also if you hear jingle jingling in uh the background that is my doggo, our lovely mascot, and the mascot for, I guess, what could be considered a network of the Chrome Dimension Presents Network. Baby girl, my beagle. How are you doing, baby girl? Hi. <laughs> She's just like, my name is baby girl, and I've got something to say. So, uh, my note here is, we open once more with some handy-dandy Jughead narration. Discussing the town, discussing the town's hope for Jason to have survived, with and with another t- creepy twin shot, only to cut to an autopsy and Archie unable to sleep. So uh-huh. that shot, like we kind of talked about it before the podcast, like everyone's just like, yeah, we hope that Jason would be at school the next day, and then, <laughs> and then like uh, he'd be at Pops with Cheryl sharing a milkshake. And it's like this creepy, weird shot of like they're all white outfits, like sharing like a strawberry milkshake i'm just like no 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 i don't like that i don't like that at all how do you feel about that mary oh my gosh i immediately saw and even though it was like one maybe two seconds of a scene but it it's just so creepy that 17 year old twin brother and sister are just gonna like sit there and do like the creepy twin stereotypes that's like really clingy date type stuff like even if i was dating someone they acted that way toward me and be like you need to back off just a little bit get your own milkshake Mm, i don't know if i'd share a milkshake with collins like i don't know like i kind of (laughs) feel i kind of feel like we'd have that cute one sip and then collins like you you can you can have this i'm like thank you so yeah pretty much like i may let like him have a sip yeah. But I'm not going to, like, share half the milkshake. I mean, come on. We can get two milkshakes. And then, like, oh, is that good? Can I have a taste of yours? Yeah. If you're, like, real close. Right. Like, sharing a milkshake is also so old hat, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's such a classic, like, Archie thing to do. But I would say that with Archie, Betty, and Veronica, not the creepy twins. <laughs> So uh, we go to Archie unable to sleep, and he's kind of dreaming about, or he wakes up and he fantasizes about Miss Grundy and kind of wants to talk to Betty, and he's trying to text her, 
but uh, she's like, N- it's like, hey, are you awake? Can we talk? And to which she re- replies, no and no. <laughs> to which it cuts to like him like looking out, like because their houses we mentioned are like right next to each other. And like, and you had a main problem with that, with like Betty's window being uncovered and whatnot. Luckily, she's not wearing just a lace bra; she is wearing like an oversized t-shirt. But like, it's just like nope and nope. And uh, Betty doesn't want to talk, so Archie, in his tiny gray underwear, my God, for someone who was playing a potentially at the most 16 year old kid those are some freaking tiny underwear dude like i've seen boxer briefs and like those are like kj appa is like on the shot of like like you know how with like men's underwear maybe not but like there's like that shot of like the guy from like the mouth down and it's just like a ripped body and then the underwear yeah i guess like on like underwear packaging, like Hanes. I don't I don't buy men's underpants very often, so. Well, that's fair. Also, I would question if you did buy men's underwear for. I mean, men's boxers and stuff can be very comfortable to just like lounge around the house. As... Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, it's just like it's just go to Jason's. Just like these are mine. <laughs> you can't touch these. This is my lounging. <laughs> this is my lounging drawers. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to say about like Archie? Uh, like any running? Like what are your notes? Nate, where do your notes start? I want. I'm kind of curious. It's pretty much a play by play of <laughs> everything that happened, but any snarky comments. Or, is, so, or, no. or, or are those your notes like, this is this is my synopsis of the episode? <laughs> For this thing, yeah, pretty much. Uh, just that this happened. That he gets up in the middle of the night to run to Miss Grundy's house. house. In the middle of the night, and she's like wearing like this like l- like nightgown, and he's just like... <laughs> I said, uh, Archie goes for the running, before a running goes to Miss Grundy's house in the middle of the night. Shirtless and wearing basketball shorts. God, the boy's an idiot. <laughs> Did he even stop to put on shoes? Or he he put on some tennis shoes, I believe. Mm. But like, it'd be, it'd be weirder if he didn't. It's just like his feet are all cut up and bloody. He's dragging blood in Miss Grundy's house. <laughs> Do I matter to you? <laughs> so. My next note is Miss Grundy, for all of her pedophilia, brings up good points why they can't can't go to the police. She's still a pedophile. <laughs> uh, so Archie is really like guilt ridden about the fact that they heard a gunshot on July fourth, and like they're really and he's like really wrestling with the choice like do I tell the police and have the consequences come what may, or do I listen to Miss Grundy, Geraldine, if you're nasty. Mm-hmm. And uh, not tell anyone. Like, what would you do if you were in this situation? Well, me being me, I probably wouldn't say anything. Not because of the consequences, but I don't see what it would really... Do? Yeah, it wouldn't really help to hear that there were gunshots somewhere in the vicinity of where he went missing. 
They may not even be related to him dying. I Wasn't Dalton Doily and his like Boy Scouts out there? Well, yeah. So, um, they're the ones who found Cheryl, weren't they? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, what do they call it in Riverdale? Like Eagle Scouts or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's just like um, some off-brand. <laughs> but. Oh, speaking of the, uh, I believe it was the Boy Scouts. Uh, my friend Ronnie, who does uh, Quiet With Me. Uh, we were playing this like random one-off like weave game where we were all playing camp counselors, like teenage camp counselors. I played the kind of like moody goth who had the usually had the two brain cells of the group that he was in. And uh, I was paired off with Ronnie, who played Kevin, who shreds for the Lord. (laughs) And Neve, who played, uh, oh God, what was her name? I can't remember the character's name, but who was like a Disney princess. Or who could talk to, who could order birds around, but could not talk to animals. My character Kieran, the goth, mm-hmm. could talk to animals. And it was, and it was, and it sho- and like Kieran showed that he does care about the kids in his own special way. Like he, he like interacts with them in ways that like it would get to them. When you say you can talk to animals, do you mean you can walk up to them and speak? Because, like, hey, Mister Wolf, what's up? And like, like you do with Baby Girl, or kind of, but to the outside world, it's like a series of like grunts and barks and or like sounds related to the animal. It's weird. Also, it's just like, hey, Wolf, what's up? And then it's like, oh, you know, nothing much. Like that Hunter's Moon Festival is coming up. Can't wait to hunt that hunter that's been hunting my friends. Also, within that little campaign, uh, Neve's dear Jane. <laughs> Jane Doe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, led us to the perfect spot for a Hunter's Moon party because, like, all the other camps in the surrounding area uh, were coming to our camp, but uh, the cult camp just seemingly disappeared for some reason. Mm-hmm. To which Kieran said, you know, I, I told them that they shouldn't have started messing with dark spirits, and here we are. So, <laughs> the circular area was, like, filled with, like, bleached deer bones. Okay. And and, I, and <laughs> Kieran looks at Jane, the doe, and it's just like, why would you bring us here? And then Jane's like, this is where we honor our fallen. I believe it'd be perfect for your festivities. Like, you know what, Jane? That's actually pretty metal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... What was the point of this? Oh, Boy Scouts. So, uh, Kieran questions uh, Kevin. Uh, it's just like, are you always like this? Are you always like promoting like the idea, like, these ideas of religion? And uh, Ronnie killed me with this response. It's just like, well, I kind of feel like everyone should be like kind of play fair, you know, and be a good person. And I like the Boy Scouts, but I really don't agree with their general evangelical message. And Kevin's an idiot. <laughs> so Kieran oh. just goes, uh, uh, and she just freezes because Caleb.exe has stopped working. Because if there's anyone who can read the church in any capacity, it's Ronnie, who was a youth pastor. <laughs> Shout out to you, Ronnie and Neve. So uh, getting back to Riverdale, uh, we cut to Fred Andrews the next morning, who is the best dad, and he's feeding one of the best doggos, Bacon, Vegas, as well as calling out Archie on 
on uh, sneaking out the previous night. It's just like, son, I've been hearing you sneak out from like, like eight. Like, where'd you go? Archie is Arch, Archie is an awful liar because he says, oh, well, I just went on a run to like clear my head. Which is not technically a lie, but he didn't like tell him where he was going. That wasn't the purpose that of the run. That wasn't the purpose, yeah. Uh, we also cut to like Betty in her room and like Hal and Alice and uh, Hal and Alice, her parents. Hal's just like, oh, well, it's going to be a few big nights, late nights for us, Betty, you know, kind of excited for like news. And Alice's like, oh, yes, it's going to be a few late nights with that awful blossom boy murdered probably by his own parents. You know, like they're probably Satanists or something. I'm just like, Jesus, Alice, <laughs> a stone cold yeah. bitch. Oh, and she said. And now if he had just drowned, everyone would lose interest. But because he was shot and murdered, then that's... We have a, a lot of late nights. Damn, Alice. That's yeah, something they can profit off of. So it's, they get rid of the boy they don't like, and they profit off it. Well, they didn't get rid of him, but they, you know. So we cut to school, and... Uh, oh, hi, baby girl. You ready to join us? You ready to lay down and chill? Hi. 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 <laughs> He's clapping on top of me, people. Oh, hi. So, uh, Betty... What is that? So, Betty, uh, uh, so Alice questions Betty, like, I get, like, what you're trying to do, but, like, what, how many times will it take you to, like, learn that some people aren't out here for for your best interests? To which she replies, like, something along the lines of, it's either this scene or a later scene, until I learn my lesson, Mom. To which Betty, like, this characterization of Betty, like, giving people chances, mm. it's it's interesting. Because, well, well, we'll get to it in a later episode. So we cut to the Jason Blossom Memorial Locker, with Jughead making a pretty morbid joke about trying to get out of P.E., Using Jason's death as an excuse. Knowing teenagers, though, that's probably not too off the wall. Fair, but then Archie's like, don't joke about that, man. It's just like, dude, sardonic humor is how I relate to the world. Jackhead, shut the fuck up. So, uh, he, he bounces when the football team comes through, and then Reggie bumps into him like the dick he is. All you see is, well, the dick he is. And he's just like, watch it Wednesday, Adams. I'm like, okay, fine. Because that's how kids speak. That's cool. That's fine. To which I said, well, why, why not Lydia Deeds or Jason Dean? To which you made a very good point. Where uh, Wednesday Adams was probably much more recognizable than the characters I suggested. Uh, any thoughts on Reggie and Jughead and Archie before we get to one of the worst scenes of this episode? Well, I mean, just the fact that if RT was his friend, then it shouldn't be like he has to leave when other the cool people come in the room, mm-hmm. and he should be like, "Hey, you don't push him. That's my friend." Or, but the thing is, it's characterized that they aren't friends. They right were now. friends. They were friends, but then Archie bailed during their some they bailed for some reason, and Jughead doesn't trust him anymore. Well, yeah, but it, he if he still wants to be his friend, then he should try to, like... Show that. Yeah, he should prove it a little bit, try to, like, have his back. I mean, they were friends for years before that. I'm going to pull 
the mic a bit closer to us. This is probably going to be a running thing. So we can just lounge about and just relax without having to like raise our voices. So, um, so here we go. One of the worst scenes of the episode for me. Uh, Kevin being the worst type of stereotype by saying, uh, by asking Betty if they're 100% sure that Archie is straight because no straight man has that body. Ugh. Ugh. Like, Kevin's the worst in this episode. He's, he's irrevocably awful at some moments. And I know they're trying to play it off as like, well, he's oblivious and he's like, he doesn't really know how to talk to certain people like Veronica, but I'm just like, uh, no, you stop that right now. That's not how people, that's not how peopling works. Any thoughts on Kevin? At this point, other than him being like, kind of pervy on Archie, kind of like. He's, he is really pervy on Archie. Yeah. But other the boy's than, cute, but he ain't that cute. Maybe he's got a thing for redheads. Or know. jocks. Or, or, jo- or jock straps. <laughs> or straps. <laughs> or wraps. <laughs> or apps. <laughs> or appetizers. Sorry. <laughs> we're getting up. We're getting up. <laughs> and the episode's worst joke goes to. Uh, so, oh, but it is established that Kevin is the son of the sheriff in this episode. Because he remarks on how mortifying it was to tell his dad what he was doing, rather than finding the body. Which, honestly, I don't think that's true. Like, Mm. like, okay, so, let's say, I'm assuming that Sheriff Keller is okay with the son being gay. Right. I don't believe that there's any evidence to the contrary. Yeah, not not this, not in episode two, not in the episode two. <laughs> oh god, we're gonna offend so many people. But like, explaining what he was doing with Moose is more mortifying than, "Hey, Dad, uh, I found a dead body. I'm really fucked up about it." Well, in the one hand, finding a dead body isn't his fault. On the other hand, taking a guy to the river to do, do things is his fault. Just a midnight walk. Moonlight glints over the water so lovely. Also, I sucked his dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're using protection. Da- what? <laughs> you don't. You don't use. Pro- you don't use protection with. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I just, I just imagined Kevin trying to argue to the contrary, and then, then Sheriff Keller just grabs him by the shoulders. Yes, you do. <laughs> you use protection always, boy. Uh, uh, um, so Betty is called by, I guess, the secretary of the school, Mrs. Phillips. Yeah. She, she. Apparently received a bouquet of yellow roses. And it's just like, oh, wow, Mrs. Phillips, are these for Betty? It's like, that's why I called her. Mrs. Phillips is giving nooch. And she does not give a shit. Like, that's why I called her. Just like, I don't have time for your antics. (laughs) Nancy Drew and her gay best friend. 
I was going to use a slur, but I thought against it. Thank <laughs> you for that. People probably don't like that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't like it. Even if it was a member of my community. I'd just be, ooh, that's a hard F. Um, oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say, but that's even worse. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss it off mic. But, um... But the uh, there's a note that says, uh, Betty, please forgive me, XOXO, V. And it's just like, oh, who's V? And then Betty deduces it and says it uh, right when Veronica walks in the door with, like, a box of, like, cupcakes, I believe? Yeah, cupcakes she got blown in. Yeah. Which makes me think, where the fuck is Riverdale? If She's from New York, right? Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is Riverdale? Oh, no, but why couldn't they just get like Riverdale cupcakes? But no, it's fancy New York cupcakes. Also, like, if there's there's apparently three Riverdales in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, sh- <laughs> yeah, baby girl will not will not bo- it will not stop bothering you until she has accepted your tribute. But um, uh. They're from Veronica, who also ordered fancy cupcakes and scheduled many petties in order to apologize. Uh, Betty gives her another chance, surprising both Kevin and Veronica with uh, the path of least resistance. Which, I have one more thing to say about the flowers from Mm -hmm. Veronica. Like, what do you think the chances of Betty going in there and seeing a bunch of flowers, like roses, for her and, like... Maybe it's like from Archie, and he really She's does like, care for her or something. And but then Veronica's like, "Oh, the yellow's for friendship," and then Betty is just like brokenhearted even more. Uh, that, that's worse than they're from Veronica. Like she thought Veronica got her flowers, and that meant she was gonna get somewhere. I mean, that would have been great. <laughs> what is it, Pupper? Are you okay? Oh. Hold on, Pup, come over here. Pupper. Pup. Come on. Uh, she's just like, I'm freaking out. I need tribute right now. I need attention. None of you are paying attention to me. Uh, also, Betty has set herself on like a kind of brutal timetable. It's just like, in a, like, a week ago, we weren't even friends. In a, week she, in a week, she'll be fine. In two weeks, she'll forget me. In three years... It's like I never existed for her. I'm like, shit, Betty. Hey, Pop. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hi there. What are you doing, Pop? Okay. She is... She is usually not this needy with guests. But, um... So... The pe- so, Weather B comes on uh, the PA system... And uh, we're low energy, so sorry, guys. <laughs> but, like, Weatherby comes on the PA system and, like, tells them, uh, BT Dubs, are you trick-ass hoes? Um, That's the, exactly how he said it. <laughs> can you imagine if he was that kind of principles? The principal, like, what up, trick-ass, you trick-ass hoes? Or, what up, you baby back bitches? The pep <laughs> rally is going on for shizzle. Like, mixing very antiquated colloquialisms. What's up, all you honkies? No. 
Oh, Caleb. No, Caleb. Yeah. Now I now I have to uh, imagine that. Pupper, what are you doing? What are you doing, Pup? Are you okay? She's like, love me. Here, I think I know what the issue is. Her blanket's usually over there. Hi. Hi. She's free. Hi. Are you? Whoa, my phone. Doggy freak out happening for some reason. Hi, baby. I should have brought in my meatballs. (laughs) She's like, you had food last time, you bitch. I know. I'm going to check check if she has water. Uh, Do you want to talk about, like, the uh, PA system announcement with Sheriff Keller and Cheryl? Oh, what? Pup! What the? She's trying to hump you. I mean... I am. Pupper! I am pretty enticing. She's never done this. Pupperino! What is this new... Is this... (laughs) Is this your is this your eat pray ho trip? Oh, I, I, I can't even blame you. I've seen myself in a mirror. <laughs> I know. I love that self esteem, Mary. It's just like, don't you worry. I know I'm cute, <laughs> Pupper, darling. Are you okay, <laughs> baby? Baby, baby, come here. She is all over you. <laughs> well, you can go to Jason's like, I think I think you got some competition. <laughs> so, uh I will I uh you talk about <laughs> you go along with the advances of my dog, I suppose, and try to and uh you go over the like PA system, okay? Oh pop pop. Okay, come on, come on. Come over here. Um, right. You got the synopsis on your phone, sis. Buffer. Well, my memory is actually bad, and my notes weren't as detailed as I thought they were. So basically, basically, (laughs) oh no, alright, so I'll try to explain while I'm feeding my dog. So basically, uh, Sheriff Keller tells everybody that, like, Jason's death is now ruled as a homicide, due to the coroner's report, apparently, and uh, they're looking for suspects and help. Cheryl interrupts because, of course, she does. And, uh... She also has the audacity to add, like, a hashtag. Hashtag Riverdale Strong. Because she's searching... What is going on? This This is a weird episode. Do you have any cats? Do you have any dogs? Like, I have any, no pets. Have you had any contact with any pets whatsoever? Not in, not in a while, actually. <laughs> My children, but that was days ago. Uh, 
Take off the cardigan. <laughs> See if this still happens. I wonder if it's just the cardigan. Hi there. You sure are happy though. I, I like you. I like you too, just not to the same extent. Okay, stop petting her. Let's see what happens. Okay, it doesn't look like she's humping you. Do you have any like um, spe- special perfumes or anything on? Nothing. I have some Bath and Body Works perfume, but it's Like, not what kind is it? Some kind of floral shit. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that has transferred to your cardigan and gotten her turned up. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> I know. I smell amazing. No, nope, it's you. I think it's just you. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know what is going on. It's the tattoos, man. Chicks it's love the- tattoos. <laughs> It's like, she is turnt for some reason. Okay, so, sorry about that. It's all staying in. So, I tried to pick her up, my my pupper up, by like the stomach area and by the ribs, and she farted. Oh my god. Hi, baby. Are you okay? Are you, are you alright, darling? Okay, so... The pep rally is going on as as scheduled with Sheriff Keller going on. Interlude, we cut to three lovely young women of color doing their hair and like looking up shocked before cutting to the uh, cutting to the um What did you have to eat? I had a meatball sub. I don't think she's horny for meatball subs. I don't know what's going... What is going on? She's never humped anybody. You like me. <laughs> this is... You know what? This is all staying in. It's going to be an extended episode, guys. It's, it's, it's all right. <clears throat> Are you all right? How do you feel... Knowing that my dog has chosen you as a potential mate. Kind of pretty flattered, actually. (laughs) Okay, so. Jason's death is ruled as a homicide now, and they're treating it as such. And then Cheryl makes this weird comment about how, like, she will not, she and her family won't rest until the uh, Jason Blossom's killer is marching the green mile up to old sparky and fries what so she wants her, uh, she wants like a public execution baby girl are you okay come, come here no no you you sit right here and you behave yourself madam what is going on with you I guess, I guess, I guess she's in the mood for some reason. 2020 is her eat, pray, hell year. Well. So, um, we all need an eat, pray, hell year. Minus every year. Hey. So, you pray? <laughs> I 
Breaking on my knees a little bit. Hey. So, um, Cheryl interjects because, of course, she does, and she shares a hashtag, ugh, I hate her. <laughs> Archie, like an idiot, as he's walking by, peers into the principal office with Leatherby staring back. Jughead also points out that their summer road trip was canceled out of the blue and wants to find out the truth behind that. We smash cut to biology class with Cheryl and two bitches. Uh, the two bitches, I don't know their names, but they're making dangerous implications. Like, oh, did you really know what happened? What happened? I thought you were there that day. We're bitches that don't really have a, a part after season one. I don't think they have a part after episode two. Hey, I mean, let's be real here. Uh, so Archie pairs with Cheryl because the biology teacher is kind of like running late. This is never remarked upon. Um, so, Ar- so Archie pairs with Cheryl. Betty wants to pair with Kevin, but Moose pairs with Kevin. Because they, you know, talked. And Veronica wants to pair with Betty. And Veronica's like, Fate just has a scutney be- being together, doesn't it? And Betty's like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, uh... Moose, we also discussed this. Moose is just like, hey, so about Saturday night. We don't know what he's about to say because Kevin interjects with this. Listen, Moose, you're hot? Yes. My type? Definitely. But you've got more demons than the exorcist. We're all on the spectrum, but my gayometer says that you should stick what you know, with what you know best. Girls. My God, how can this be so, so both somewhat accepting and so damning all in one statement? Gayometer. What happened to Gaydar? Like, isn't that uh, the thing? You mean the word made up by straight men that queer people have been trying to take back unsuccessfully? Sure. Well, considering it was probably written by a bunch of, like, straight people who were trying to assume how a gay person might speak, then... They're trying to assume how teenagers speak. Let's be real. Have you calmed down, madam? I don't know why she is on you. <laughs> She's on the prowl. I understand. You're the Archie to her Geraldine. That's... What are you doing? I didn't know you were a top, baby girl. <laughs> well. This is this is a very weird day. So, let's just try and get through this. To which I said, let Moose be by our pan, you cowards. Because, uh... Um... We don't get, like, an answer or anything. Like... We don't even know what Moose was about to say. You also rose, like, a good point. Like, Moose could have been, like... Hey, so, um... Did you find my watch? Could have been I left your my phone charger in your car, or just whatever. Oh my god, I am so sorry. <laughs> She's like, let me look you straight in the eyes. She's bold. I'll give her that. Do you want your Do you want your card again? Well, I wish more girls were that bold. <laughs> it would make things way easier for me. Oh my god. Ah, uh, this is weird. 
This is a weird fucking day. She's like, is it good for you too? Because <laughs> it's great for me. What is going on, baby girl? You hmm. she she has literally never hummed anything in the time that I have known her. Well, she's experimenting. <laughs> so we're gonna pause right here. Uh shall we have this on air? Like, because I'm about to Google some things. You know what? Let, let's just pause it right here. Okay, so we're back. Um, that was probably nothing for you guys, but we we found out that my pupper may either be overstimulated, way too excited to have a guest over, or she's in heat. And uh, that I'm the bar- It's Barking up the wrong tree, trying to hump me. Ah, uh, barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. Also, I may have a queer dog, and that's okay. I'm down. So, let me get back to my notes. Jeez. Are you alright? Yeah. <laughs> she is in a weird spot right now. I was wondering when this time would come. Well, that is actually more flattering <coughs> than like half the times men have called me pretty. So, I mean, we take okay we that. take our silver linings. If she's if she humps Collins, I'm gonna be feel I'm gonna feel jealous because I'm like I feel like this is gonna be weird, guys. Sorry, dog corner. I've never been humped by her. Like maybe she views you as a parent or or a servant. Yes, you, 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 don't, you don't sleep with the help. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, Archie talks to Cheryl, who insults him after thanking him and has twin tuition, kill me. Uh, also, like, Archie's just like, oh, well, if you can't handle this, like, biology project, like, I can handle it. And she's like, oh, don't worry, Archie, as Cheryl's, like, calmly pulling out the knife, I can handle it. And I'm, and she stabs the frog and just cuts, oh, no. Hi, pup. Let it out. It's okay. <laughs> she may just have a favorite side. Oh, baby. It's okay. Are you ever excited because there's a guest over? Oh, no. baby. She's just like, I. She has that look on her ass. She's like, I've done regrettable things tonight. <laughs> I got way too turned, and I apologize. Nice. So she's like, she's like, but my God, are you pretty? <laughs> we can still what, be friends. What is it, it's Pop? Okay. She's like, I'm just gonna. She's like, I got that out of my system. Oh, baby, yeah. She was just overexcited. I haven't had a guest over in a while. Yeah, I haven't been here in like two weeks. So. Yeah, so maybe she was just real excited to see you because she you brought her food that one time. I've been out of food several times. Yeah. It's just been quite a while uh, before the last time. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Sometimes dogs hump you. What can you do? Nothing. Just Like, at least she's a beagle and not like a Doberman. <laughs> oh, my. Like, I feel like a Doberman or a pig is just like, assume the position. <laughs> so, uh, do, so Cheryl, like... Very coldly, like, opens the frog up with a uh, scalpel. To which I respond, R.I.P. Monsieur Frog. <laughs> we, uh, 
we cut to Dr. Curdle, who was the uh, mortician or medical examiner, chief medical examiner. There we go. Of Riverdale. And uh, he's like talking to himself, you know, like over the diagnosis of Jason Blossom's body. To which Alice is just like, interesting, Dr. Curdle. And she walks in from the shadows. Small bills, right? And the doctor girl is just like, oh, yes, thank you. Also, can I... T- mm, nope, can't say that. No. Can't say that. But we'll talk about it off mic. So, we cut to Kevin being the worst once again by downplaying Moose's potential bisexuality or pansexuality by co- by condescending him due to his name. Oh, yes. It's I just like... Forgot. Because Veronica asks him, like, oh, what did Moose want to talk to you about? He's like, oh, well... The, oh, or, or well, what did Moose want? Is like, oh well, I'm not even sure Moose knows what he wants. Like, and how, and like, and how gay can like a how how gay can a guy named Moose be? Anyway, I'm like, okay, fuck you, fuck off, Kevin. Like, don't you dare. It's like, really? I know plenty of straight Kevins. Fuck you. I know two straight Kevins. I know, like, one... Actually, I know two Kevins, and yeah, they're both straight. Yeah. As far as I know. Shout out to Kevin Farr. You're one of those Kevins. But also... (laughs) Both of them... Only one of them go... How can I put this? Only one of them goes by Kevin, but Kevin isn't his first name. It's weird. Like, Kevin Farr, Kevin isn't his first name. I think it's his middle name. Hello. She's like, can you forgive me? We're friends. That's fine. We can be friends. She's like, she's like, I've made mistakes. She's like, but I'm glad I'm in the arms of a beautiful woman. We've all made mistakes. It's good. Oh, she's panting again, like heavily. I think she may try once more. Am I too good at the rubbing? You need to stop. Pupper, come here. Come here. Baby, come here. She's she's like, don't you fucking ruin this for me? How dare you? But uh, oh boy. Anyway, she's like, <laughs> she's like, I can't get a purchase. <laughs> I can't. She's like, I can't wait. Oh god, this is all in a podcast. Is this gonna be? This is. Oh, this. I know what this episode is gonna be called. I will title it and then tell you later. So, uh, there's a, uh, Kevin also insults Veronica unknowingly, or rather knowingly, in my opinion, by calling her a big city girl with loose morals. Yeah, because she said she ship it, or that she ships it with yeah. the Kevin and Moose. You are going insane, Pupper. Pupper, come here. Oh, she's like, no, don't touch me. Uh, because, yeah, Veronica says that she ships it. And, and then, uh, of, of course you do, you're a big city girl with loose morals. To which Veronica has, like, a very, like, that's kind of shitty thing to say. Glance. And then, uh, makes even more mistakes by saying that part of him wishes, wishes that Moose would just stay in the darn closet. Yeah. God, why? <laughs> to which, as he says that, he walks out, he is walking with the girls, and then... 
walks up to Archie, who looks at him because Archie and Veronica were in a closet. And that's mainly the main problem of this episode. <coughs> Last episode, and it's just like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't mean, I just, I'm just like, read the fucking room, Kevin. Yeah. One. <clears throat> you're right. I'm dying. Aren't we all? What? Well, you're you're doing it faster because you're 25. Thank God. <laughs> Finally. I knew all those binge drinking and chain smoking and all the energy drinks and all the burgers. Would have yeah, all the bacon donuts, bacon wrapped donuts. And <laughs> baby girls like don't tempt me with a good time. I know. Oh, Papa. I feel the same about bacon wrapped donuts. <laughs> you are her now, Matt. You are now her mounting post. Okay. <laughs> Baby girl, stop it. Leave it. Enough. You look at me, madam. You stop this right now. She is our guest. She, she is... More than your humping post. She's more than your Saturday night reverie. It's not even Saturday. You stop that. You chill out. And you breathe. She, she has that look in her eyes just like, I'll try, but when the moment takes me, don't you dare <laughs> fucking stop me again. <laughs> Did she scratch you or anything? Oh, no. I don't think so. Okay. So then I think, like, one of them, one of the girls asked Archie to share any music or something. Like, please do something. It was Veronica. Yeah. And uh, a painful segue into Archie showing off his music to the three of them. Betty gets flashbacks to last night and just can't while Kevin and Veronica love the song. Betty starts to walk away and Archie chases after her. And Betty very rightly has feelings over this shitty thing that Archie said to her. And uses it against him before walking away while Weatherby interrogates him. About like, oh, well, you couldn't meet me in the eye, Mr. Andrews. You're in a good place. I sound like Denzel Washington right now. <laughs> Even though I'm not played by Denzel Washington. Can you believe, like, he's 50? No. Is he 50-something, isn't he? I think so. Anyway, uh, Archie barges into Miss Grundy's room and asks her if... What she feels about him is real, because he's ready to tell the coppers everything, and she can't stop him. <sighs> Miss Grundy, my next my next note is Miss Grundy is a fucking pedophile manipulating a child so he won't tell the police something important. Jughead walks by and sees the intricate highs and lows of inappropriate hand touching. You know, they were also, like, their bodies were all, like, pressed together. Real close. It's just like, I'm putting myself in your hands, Archie. You wouldn't want to ruin that, wouldn't you? Would you? And other manipulative things and, like, weirdly touching his hand, like, sensually. You're a grown woman. Stop it. Well, she's also, like, pressing herself, like, her body parts against him. And he's, like, 15. So, of course, he's going to be like, whatever you say, woman. Whatever you say, piece of ass that I am infatuated with. Wow, that is probably the most sexist thing I've said on this podcast. Whoa, Caleb. Do not put yourself in the mind of a 15-year-old ever again. So, 
we cut to a very sad cheerleading practice with the saddest twerking I have ever seen. <laughs> How'd you feel about this cheerleading practice? Oh, you know, they're, they have no talent, but... They got big smiles. Yeah, and as far as you can expect from high school cheerleaders, I mean... I know I was I I, cheer, I was a cheerleader once. Um, I don't know if you know that, and I don't think we can be friends. <laughs> I was there for one day. I went to one practice and I did not continue on with that. But it doesn't take much talent to Son be a, a bitch. <laughs> it doesn't take much talent to be a cheerleader in high school, if, as long as you're just prettier and. Willing to scream. Oh my god. This will not stop. I am so sorry. Um. <laughs> She's like, I know you feel it. Are you good? You want a cigarette? <laughs> Maybe a mint. Like, or like a nice minty piece of gum to take the edge off. Dogs should not have gum, guys. So well, I shouldn't have cigarettes either, but... I also made a comment. The Clovers would have aced this practice. Where's Gabrielle Union from uh, Bring It On? <coughs> oh, yeah. Come on. Lots of things. You cannot use me to climb over to Mary. She's like, but I need it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to settle for belly rubs. So... Uh, Cheryl insults the team, obviously, and gives a handy weather report while doing so with painful metaphors. Oh, what the, um, it's supposed to be downpour during the pep rally, but they're already raining on her parade. Will this beautiful house flower be drenched or accented by the water? I'm like, girl, no one talks like this. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Are you high? Like... The fuck you mean house flower? The fuck is this Hogwarts? We don't have house flowers. My house flower is the jasmine bloom. Girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Baby girl, please no. <laughs> Damn. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> She's like, I hey no. You don't do that. You stop that. Like, but I. She's like, I need it. <laughs> I won't stop. Have you seen this woman? This enrapturing creature. Mm. Buddy, please. All of this is staying in, and they will all know our struggle <laughs> tonight. I'm so sorry. Are you okay with that? Second ever. Best episode ever. <laughs> so. She mentions that she needs the pussycats. Let me make a call. Whips her hair, as she always does. I wish I had long enough hair to smack you in the face. <laughs> so Betty refuses the pedicure and is hella passive-aggressive to Veronica, who passes, who manages to clap back. <sighs> which, with the one line saying, it's not my fault he doesn't like you. True. To which she backs up and says, if that's what you're thinking. 
And it's just like, Betty, she, she's trying with you. How do you feel about the girls fighting? I, on the one hand, I agree with Veronica. It's not her fault that they're not, that Betty and Archie don't get together. Archie didn't have the same feelings for her, and that's not anything to do with Veronica. Also, she clearly explains, like, the only reason I went into that closet is that I didn't want Cheryl to get her fingernails into him. Yeah, but Betty does make the point that Oh, so she didn't have to kiss him. Yeah. And if they were trying to be friends, it is kind of like girl code to not make out with the guy your best friend or your friend likes. Like, maybe after a little bit of time, like, but he's, like, just currently rejecting her. Mm-hmm. And so she It was literally him. the night before. And she kisses him, which they're not really good friends yet, so I get it if she wants to backstab, but don't you know, do that and then expect you're going to make good friends with her. So Cheryl uses this opportunity to kind of manipulate Betty's want to be passive aggressive to Veronica. And, uh, Betty uses the Manny Petties and the blowout that, uh, Veronica, uh, scheduled for Mm -hmm. Cheryl instead. Uh, we then cut to Pops Dinah with the love grease. And Hermione is surviving by her wits, as all lot women do. She's charming. And then Archie walks in. And she's like, ooh, who's this heartthrob? And then Veronica just kind of quickly shakes her head, like, please don't, Mom. Please don't. She's like, oh, I'm here to pick up a, an order for Andrews. And she's like, oh, my God, you're Fred's son. You are just handsome as your father. And Veronica's like, well, I need to know about out of here. <laughs> With uh, Hermione going, uh, I, I'm sure Archie would be willing to escort you home. But I don't know how far away they live from each other. The, where the Pembroke and like Archie's house is. But it's like night when Archie is walking back with the food. Yeah, but you... When, when you have like one of those really powerful, rich women who are used to demanding what they want... And what they you know want to see happen, they don't think that is that an unreasonable request? Maybe I'm still gonna request it. He's probably gonna do it because young men are easy to manipulate. Also, but... like it's quite understandable that she'd want Veronica not to walk alone because of what happened to Jason. Well, yeah, but she walked there by herself, didn't she? I don't know if she walked or drove or was mm. driven. Oh, Veronica. Yeah. Well, she's, she's seen as already there. Yeah, but it can be assumed that if her mom's working, that she didn't, like, come with her mom. I mean, her mom's probably mid-shift or something. Yeah, probably. The, intri- the intricacies of Riverdale, guys. So, uh, Veronica thinks it should be destiny that Betty and her will be friends, like, best friends, to which I question... What is your idea of destiny, Veronica? That this random girl in your new high school is your new best friend. What the fuck? Like, what are you? What are you wanting out of this? Like, have you ever met someone who's like, oh, it, mu- it must be destiny that they're in my life? Well, if you want to look at things like destiny, everything is destiny to happen. Yeah, it may be destiny that she met her, but is it destiny that she's gonna continue being? 
her friend. Yeah, in each other's lives, or it's destiny that she meet her so she can make a mistake, so she can learn from that mistake and never make that mistake again. I have no idea. Like, this is a very fledgling show, and I think the characters are confused. <laughs> Do you ever consider the possibility of, like, as far as Veronica and Betty goes as friends, that Veronica just kind of, like, latches on and is, like, super almost stalkery in her best friend's I th- pursuit? I think I think that's a very fair assessment because, like, she's always talking about, like, oh, I want a fair start, I want a good start, I want to be a new person, and then she latches on to the first person she sees. Yeah, and then, like, maybe Betty's just, like, whatever, fuck you about her, and then eventually, like, she just keeps, like, holding on, so she's like, well, now I'm used to her being there and it's not bothering me anymore, so she... Just kind so of I guess she, I guess she can stick around. Yeah, like me and that one person that I was friends with, you know, that like he used to bug me, and then eventually I just like stopped being irritated by his existence. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it was like, well, he's been in my life, existing near me for a while now, so I guess he's my friend. Yeah, but I think it's sad how that can work out. You know, I think if you're gonna be friends, I think you need to like develop something more than just like oh well like he's survived this long so i guess he's my <laughs> friend you know what i mean i i think that's just me well yeah i mean there's always things you can find in common with a person though or things you like about a person but otherwise someone you may have been like you know what they're not really my cup of tea but they like hold on for long enough yeah also like going into the romantic for a little bit like I'm still surprised I'm in a relationship. Let's be real. Me too. Ouch, you bitch. <laughs> I mean, I, that I am. Oh, that you are in a relationship. Okay, I was going to say, how dare you come for me? It's our second episode. But, like, it's like it's just like, oh, how did you and Collins remain together so long? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, mm-hmm. we would just go with the flow and talk to each other, like, as much as we can. Like, texting and... He sends funny memes, and then I make terrible plans for movies, and then he acquiesced because he loves me. Oh, God. I hated Star Wars so much. Mm. And I'll leave it at that. I will not go into my opinion, because I may ruin some viewers' thoughts on that. But personally, I did not like Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And that is that. You may ask me about it on Twitter. So, getting... I don't have a Twitter. Then I guess you'll never <laughs> so uh archie goes on about how betty was pretty much the best thing that's ever happened to him and has always been there for him and mature for age so he tells a story about how when they were in second grade he was about to f- he was like it was like, like it was like second or sixth grade and like mm-hmm. uh he was failing mm-hmm. second grade i think it was second grade yeah and um they're just, the teacher's like, girl, your kid maybe maybe need to stay back. And Betty could not dream of the thought of Archie not being with her. So she tutored him to the point where he not only aced his next test, but passed the class and was and has always been there for him. And like when that happened he kissed her and asked him to mar- asked her to marry him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh Archie or oh little Archie, you're too young. Ask me ask me when I'm eighteen. Which is highly specific of a sec of a second grader to say. Maybe she's considered it before. Like maybe she asked her parents and was like, "Archie's so great. I want to marry him." No, until you're eighteen. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, "Oh." Okay. To which Alice just screeches in the background. <laughs> ah! <laughs> 
So uh, Cheryl and Betty are having a cute little make everything. <laughs> and Cheryl's just like, oh my god, your room is so cute. It's so pink and cheerful. And sweet. And then Betty's like, I don't know. Actually, I don't think it fits anymore. It's like, no, I like it. It's real sweet. And she and Cheryl starts asking way too many questions. Mm. About, like, Polly and Jason and Polly's relationship with Jason. Then Betty's just like, Cheryl, why? I don't have any answers. Like, why, why are you asking me all, this, all these questions? And then Cheryl's facade of, like, kindness falls. And then she says, because you dumb cow, somebody killed Jason. And I think it was your tweaked out sister. I was like, wow, why are you such a, why can't, why can't the, I know this is just the second episode, but I feel like, I fear that this is going to be a running thing. Why can't the writers let Cheryl have a heart? Why must she always go back into that, like, defensive rich bitch mode? Well, just, maybe you're supposed to feel that way about her and like her character is the one that you're supposed to not like I mean you can tell like sometimes at some point you can see what her motives are and you can understand a bit but you're supposed to like she's she's a cunt I don't like her mm-hmm. things she says make me suspicious yeah like I get that we're not supposed to like her at some point, that's gonna wear real thin. I feel. I feel. Yeah. Like, you gotta have like something, you know, underneath that. But uh, Cheryl uh gets up and away from Betty, and <coughs> Betty has like a little twitch in her eye, or what could be a twitch in her eye, and she just stands up slowly, and then she says, "Shit, get out of my house." Well, not until you get, Cheryl, get out of my house before I kill you. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Somebody, somebody went hard. Like, somebody. Mm-hmm. And her hair's down, you know, it's got that blowout, like a nice little curl. But she has like that, this, Betty has this very intense look on her face. Do you think that'll come up, come up again? I don't know either. Baby girl, don't start barking, please. But, uh, goodness, we should get through this, huh? Like, so, my note was Betty threatened Cheryl that she'll kill the redhead if the bitch doesn't step off. (laughs) How do you feel about Betty at this point? Like, at this point in the episode? I mean, on the one hand, I can kind of understand, like, where she's at, that she's hurt in some some ways. Like, she's, like, she didn't have many friends, and the ones she did have, or she's mad at, and Cheryl's just came in there and called her a dumb cow and insulted her sister. Mm-hmm. Her sister, who she hasn't seen in a while and is worried about anyway. Yeah. And she's already feeling pretty raw, you know? Yeah. Let's just poop on her. So we cut to, um, we cut to Archie walking home after presumably walking Veronica home and Jughead sitting on, sitting on a stoop. Mm. 
and he questions Archie about Grundy, and he starts putting the pieces together. Archie, local idiot, tries to defend Grundy, while Jughead, realistically, states that Grundy probably cares more about herself and is messing with his former friend's mind. And he even calls her a cougar. Oh, yeah. Which Archie's like, don't call her that. And then Jughead's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why are you defending her? I kind of feel like maybe and probably she's going to save her own skin before she saves yours. Well, yeah. And then, like, uh, Archie is just like, Jug, if you tell anyone about me and Miss Grundy. And Jughead, very calmly, like, and very realistically, and, like, frankly, it's just like, what? What are you going to do? And there's this quiet moment for Fred, best dad, is like, hey, Jug, it's a long time no see. We're about to have dinner. You, you're, you hungry? And then Archie's like, oh, Jughead was just leaving. Ugh, like, I I already don't like Archie. Like, I get that he's... I don't see him as a good friend to anyone right now. He's. I feel like Archie <laughs> is the kind of person, and you can feel free to disagree with me if you don't feel this way. I feel like Archie is the kind of person that thinks he's always doing the right thing, but does not even consider the hurt feelings he he leaves in his wake. I think he does the right thing in seen through the eyes of a 15-year-old. Mhm. Like, okay, I know the show is really bad about portraying teenagers and like how they actually act. But if a 15-year-old was torn between like should they go to the police or should they protect the person that they care about? Or was potentially groomed to caring about over yeah. the summer? Maybe he doesn't, shouldn't really be caring about her. Maybe she is, well, obviously she's evil. But maybe he shouldn't be caring about her. But he thinks he has real feelings for her and she has real feelings for him. So he does care and he does want to protect her. Apropos of nothing, this will be this will be crazy if you do it, but I think you look really cute with short hair. Not like a bump, but like a good like slick back like real like Ruby Rose shortcut. You know what I mean? I've never tried that. I've gone short. I've gone shorter than that, but I've never tried the like you you're talking like the top just right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I never tried that. I think you look really cute with it. I think you do a lot of things with it. I think you have the right face structure for it. Really? You're fantastic. Thank you. No worries. You're my friend. What what the fuck is this podcast? (laughs) Two pals sitting on a couch. Two queer pals is just like, you're beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, we need to get through this podcast. Um... Alice, cut to Alice burning sage <laughs> in Betty's room. Like, gotta cleanse out these evil spirits. I actually joked with my therapist about sage. It was it was a nice it was a nice session. But um, I'll tell you I'll tell you about it off of mic. But um, uh, Betty asks like about Polly and like Alice's feeling about the relationship, and says uh, and says you know maybe I can go see Polly and Alice quickly. Just like jukes and changes the subject. Um, there's 
awkwardness that we cut then to awkwardness between Veronica and Betty who whose lockers are like across from each other mm-hmm. and Betty's like well you're right you're right about art you're right about Cheryl not really caring about me and then it's like I was wrong about her and I was wrong about Archie and then Veronica says like look he may not be in love with you but he does really care about you and love you and my mom always says sometimes a friend is better than a boyfriend maybe that's what should be going on right now and I was like could you consider a friend better than a boyfriend would you agree with Veronica sometimes yes mm-hmm. I think as far as a high schooler goes a friend is definitely better than a boyfriend yeah I kind of feel like you should get be in a relationship where one of your best friends is your boyfriend or your significant other. Well, yeah. You know, just... That's just me. Like, ideally. Ideally. Yeah. Ideally in an adult relationship, though, you also have the fact that your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other person is one of your best friends and also someone you'd want to have, like, a future with of being together for a very long time, which, in case, is giving you a best friend and a lover forever. Which is better than just someone who's possibly a friend at the moment. Mm-hmm. But in high school, yeah, it's probably way better to just have a really good friend. Yeah. A group of friends will carry you through. A group of really good friends will carry you through anything. Oh, yeah. Even just like one friend is that's actually there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, my gosh, Mary. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say it was you. (laughs) (laughs) The gag. uh, Like, the face crack. (laughs) I'm so glad we're not doing a video podcast, because I would have been hurt. (laughs) Scathed. Wounded. So, uh... Also, I don't know how you feel about this. I hate Veronica's outfits. I don't like them. They're totally not my style. For one, I don't like the fact that she's wearing these really dressy clothes to school and to pops and to do anything really she looks like a she looks like one of those teenagers like no i know you're homeschooled <laughs> wait what <laughs> homeschooled no i know you're uh, i know you're homeschooled but like like one of those like young politician types like, always wearing dresses and always looking their best. And it's just, like, always wearing heels that go click, clack, and clacking down the hallway. Yeah. And it's just, like, girl, you are a sophomore in high school. Just stop that. Yeah. Be comfortable. Yeah, also, my the two local high schools were dress code, so you had to wear sneakers, khaki pants, and a button-up shirt. That's sad. So, I can't relate at all, even, like, secondhand knew somebody who went to high school. <laughs> so, uh, Detective Reggie is on the case. And have, uh, because we cut to, like, the, I guess, like, the, <coughs> the rec, I don't, I don't want to call it the rec room, but, like, this little, like, place where, like, the kids can kind of sit down and chill yeah, in the like high school. vending machines. Yeah. It's fucking. Like a foosball table or something. Yeah. I'm just like, I never had this. This was this is like the parent teacher lounge. Like, oh. like 
I, I don't know about the teachers' lounges, but I'm sure they were like better than literally anything the kids would have, even in high school. Um, Detective Reggie is on the case, and he heavily accuses the stereotypical idea of Jughead as the murderer of Jason Blossom. Also, he makes a Suicide Squad reference. Which makes no sense. Because but... he just calls Jughead Suicide Squad. I'm just like, did you watch that fucking movie, bro? I remember the first time I watched this, like, I'm just like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. No. So Archie defends Jughead because uh, Jughead fires back with, it's called necrophilia, Reggie. Can you spell it? Like, That's it, you're fucking dead, bro. And then Archie defends Jughead, but Red gives him a hell of a shiner. Uh, cut to, like, I guess after school? Where Fred is trying to decipher what Archie is vaguely putting down about Miss Grundy. But he just calls her, well, there's this girl, and then Jughead and I were arguing about it, but it wasn't about me and Jughead, it was about me and the girl. And she's telling me that I should, if I do this, that if I do the right thing, I may end things with her. But I, but I want to do the right thing because I'm, because I'm like kind of guilty. And then Fred's like, dude, you're fifteen, you're a teenager. All I want you to do is the right thing. It may hurt, but I want you to do the right thing. And I'm just like, Fred Andrews is best dad, is best parent. Is best character so far. Yeah. R.I.P. Luke Perry. So, the pep rally is downpour and overca- there's an overcast sky. And we can tell by, like, the the quick shot of, like, thunder rolling in and clouds rolling in mm-hmm. that they threw in. I'm just like, wait, you, you said this. You said this. Cheryl said this earlier. There was going to be a downpour for the pep. What? Like, <laughs> so... There's a Pussycats performance, but not before Archie walks over to Miss Grundy in front of a huge crowd, like an idiot, and kind of mutters to her, like, I'm going to tell the police, we're going to do the right thing. And either you're with me, or or you're not, but you'll have a chance to, you'll have a chance to be with me. If you're not, I'll try and keep you out of it, but I'm doing the right thing. Then kind of jogs, jogs over the Jughead, and Jughead's just like, girl troubles? You? And I'm just like... Okay. What is going on with Jughead? Is he just an asshole? Or is he just like... I I think he wanted to shoot his shot with Archie. Like when they went on that trip. Whatever they were supposed to do. The road trip was going to be Jughead's eat, pray, hoe trip. Yes. And he was... Yeah, and to shoot a shot. And things got cancelled and he was really sad. And then Archie never even like showed yeah he never he would never try to make it up to him and now he's all like heartbroken yeah uh, archie states that he's gonna do the right thing to drug head uh who may be a sarcastic bitch but he's opening to po- being the possible he's opening up to the possibility of being friends with archie again which is nice mm-hmm. uh this is the first appearance of mayor mccoy who uh introduces her daughter josie and the pussycats boop boop uh, to which I commented, are they seriously letting the instruments get wet in the rain? Yeah. Those must be some pretty good instruments. It's Riverdale. Yeah. Without I mean, the logic of normal physics and things, I mean... The they... logic of Riverdale and Greendale is sort of like a weird, 
crappy version offshoot of Night Vale. Things just don't aren't normal there. At least Night Vale is charming, and I think I said that in the last podcast. It is charming. But like, wait, Night Vale is charming or Riverdale is charming? Night Vale is charming. Yeah, Riverdale is like the host that has like a serious crush on was it Carlos? Yeah, the the scientist uh, from out of town. Yeah, the one with the great teeth and nice hair. And- yeah. Oh, and yeah. Cecil's very into science. <laughs> I need to get that shirt for myself because phlebotomy is a form of science, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like biology and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know medicine. <laughs> I'm a theater kid and she was homeschooled. I don't know geology. <laughs> That's my joke. Fuck you. <laughs> so <laughs> the three, the put the pussycats perform. The best mashup, in my opinion, which is Candy Girl and Sugar Sugar. And it's still accompanied by sad twerking teenagers. <laughs> but Josie but they have a good show, they have like a good pep rally, and Josie and Cheryl have this huge hug. Cheryl walks on stage with a mic for some reason. And Coach, I believe it's Coach Clayton who says, like, now the Riverdale Tigers or something like that. I don't know. What what the fuck is there? I know the cheerleaders are the victims. Is it the Tigers? I don't know. I know it's like the Tigers for 13 reasons why. I don't think it's the Tigers. They may be like... (laughs) The Riverdale Razorback? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Continue. Those razor backs, not razor blades. <laughs> Let's just make that perfectly clear. Also, the pupper's tired out. <laughs> all, all that pumping. All that energy expounded. She's like, I, 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 need, I need my beauty sleep. So, uh, the football team kind of like does that whole thing where they run through paper. And... Cheryl has like these hallucinations. I'll I'll call them hallucinations. Bulldogs. Ah, they're bulldogs. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't care about sports. I don't even care about fictional sports. Quidditch is trash. <laughs> have you have you ever like read the rules of Quidditch? No. The rules are arbitrary and trash. Like if you catch it, it puts so much importance on the seeker. Because if you catch the snitch, it's 150 points and you end the game. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently in the fourth book, Harry Potter Corner with Caleb Boyd, uh, you may know me from Crown Demented. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently in the fourth book, uh, with uh, Victor Crumb going for Bulgaria or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, they're losing the game, mm-hmm. right? And it's like a very kind of like far off lead. Victor Crumb, who is a seeker of his team, knows that he can't win. But he is going to try and lessen up the scores a little bit. So in a weird maneuver in which he uses his broom kind of like a surfboard, he grabs a snitch and makes it 350 to 400 points and ends the game completely. So if you get the snitch, you end the game. It doesn't mean you win. But let's say it's like 20 to 30. If you're like, okay, we're, I'm tired, I'm done, grab the snitch, you win. Mm-hmm. If you have the higher points. Also, it's 150 points, what the fuck? It's fun. 
Quidditch is awful. Quidditch is awful. Real life Quidditch is probably fun. I haven't tried it. They have real life Quidditch. <laughs> Just confused mumbling. If we sell t-shirts... <laughs> if we sell t-shirts is it just gonna be like a a i really want like a shirt with like the bi colors for the text for you mm-hmm. and it's just like in parentheses confused mumbling <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need that i pay big money for that big monies big monies so uh she thinks that Archie looks a lot like Jason and hallucinates Cheryl does so Cheryl hallucinates Jason running with the team with a very like weird smile like what did you th- what do you think about jason's smile he looks kind of funky but like kind of forced yeah that's just like i'm here and i don't have any lines technically there's all of like what a few different like not even scenes but he he's like shows up his face shows up in like three or four different places and Whenever it does, it's pretty much just a weird forced smile, and it looks bad. It looks real bad. Yeah. It looks real bad. I don't know what Polly saw in him. He's not very... Well, we've never heard him speak. But... At this point. He's kind of like... He kind of seems ordinary. He kind of seems like. Uh, Do you think he'd be like a? Think he'd be like a boring lie. Jason. Yes, I feel like he'd be like. I feel like he'd be one of the types because he's like a really good like football star. He'd be the one to be like, yeah, you know, you want to get with this. You know, I can put it down. And then you like three pumps in and uh, or he's just like, like is that he, it is that just, all you have and he's like or even yeah. worse he goes like yeah you feel that baby you feel that and then you're like oh yeah daddy mm. <laughs> yeah you great <laughs> I had this great question that I was gonna say for the podcast yeah and I forgot it hmm. <laughs> I know I should have told you like it had something to do with I think. Sex. I can't. Am I for it or against it? (laughs) Are you for or against sex? For. We're sex positive on the show. Always, yes. Hell yeah. Be safe. Have have consensual sex with your adult partners. Unless you don't want to or have no desire to, because that is always okay too. If. Look, we support. Like, oh gosh, how can I say this without, like, having some kind of weird clause that people be like, oh, so you support this, this, this one, like, I don't really. We want our listeners to live their lives, be safe, be be knowledgeable. Um, be consensual with it, with your sexual practices, with consenting adults. Life is short. Something, something highs and lows of high school football. So, (laughs) wow. 
that's a bit of a spoiler. I I apologize, but I'm tired. So, also Cheryl runs across the football field to the lockers, <laughs> which is weird. So she's just fleeing. She's fleeing the scene, arms flailing. That's dramatic that way. So, I said, "Your girl is sobbing." <laughs> And she actually may have a heart. He was supposed to come back. Wait, what the fuck does that mean? Veronica cons- consoles Cheryl while Betty just watches in the background. Uh, but Betty and Veronica start to strengthen their friendship due to the Betty seeing that Veronica has a heart over milkshakes. Also, the waiter that they had mm-hmm. at the end was real peppy. Do we ever see him again? No. I noticed that too. He's like, and here is your double chocolate and vanilla milkshake with straws or some shit like that. Snaps his fingers. Walks off. I'm just like, sir, come back. Yes. I think the only, like, actual... If I was single, might and I have your number. Like, I think the other... No, I I, I don't know. I think, like, other than Hermione and Pop, he's the only... That's the, uh... Only other person I've seen there so Working far. at Pops, yeah. Like, where has he been? I don't know, but he's like... Where does he go? <laughs> where did you come from? Where man Joe? <laughs> I love how you immediately caught on to that and started laughing. And you're, because I saw the realization in your eyes and I did not know whether it was a mix between I can't believe you're doing this and you're like, bitch. <laughs> so, uh, he, the two gals make a vow that no boy will come between them. But guess who the fuck walks in? Two boys. <laughs> Jughead and Archie. Well, that's a whole nother story. Two boys between them. So Jughead and Veronica sit together on one side and Archie Betty sit on the other as Jughead narrates that a morning of reckoning is about to come. Archie tries. It, Archie is shown trying to go to Principal Weatherby, but Sheriff Keller and Principal Weatherby walk out of his office and just straight past them. They go to the biology ca- class, I believe. I think so. Because that's the only class we've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, so they're in the doorway and then Cheryl starts to stand up and it's just like Cheryl what's going on oh don't worry Veronica they would have known eventually like we don't have to make this harder than it has to be it's like what is what's going on and it's just like what Nace it's like what do they mean it's and then uh Cheryl says something along the lines of that I'm guilty she said um yeah she said something about they'll see the truth or some shit and then yeah then she says that she's guilty and has her hands like ready for them to arrest her or something yeah so they pick her up and like (coughs) walk her down the hall with Jughead claiming that Jason didn't die on July 4th he died a week later but a week later well and that is the episode the end of it so how'd you feel about the episode Mary don't care for it but strangely am wanting to see more yeah like i i definitely dislike kevin in this episode oh yeah hope he gets better like i can't remember my previous question for some reason but if you wanted to if you could have a riverdale character at this point come out as queer who would it be 
Any of them? Mm hmm. Well, oh, that's a good question. Kind of stumped you, didn't I? Yes. I. Hermione and Alice. Really? I think it would be like the kind of thing. They'd be fucking unstoppable. They they're both like strong women, but they're like they care too much about what the public thinks. So they would be like trying to keep it on the down low. But then they'd still and they're both like hot moms. Like Like midnight rendezvous. Oh yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I mm, I'm torn between either Betty or Alice's bye. I think Betty. Because I want her to be happy and I want her to have options. I don't want to inflict that on a woman. Uh, oh, oh, whoa. You ha- do you have some strong feelings there, friend? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, I mean, she's a decent enough person at times, but I don't think that her mental state at this, like right now. I don't think she should be dating anybody. She shouldn't be seeing anyone except a licensed therapist. Mm. Jughead, I could see as being queer. Yes, I would. I would be down for that. Yeah, like the fact that he's just like you know talking to talking would have worked on me. I'm just like, did what happened, baby? Did did you shoot your shot? Did you fail? Did you miss? It's all right, baby, if you miss. But thank you for joining us for another episode of the Riverdale Rumor. We have a Gmail now. Do we? I believe so. News to me. So. You can send in any questions, any rumors, any things that you'd like us to discuss, like like an ask section, like an advice column, you know, to uh, RiverdaleRumor at gmail.com. That is R-I-V-E-R-D-A-L-E-R-U-M-O-R at gmail.com. Not O-U-R, because we are not in the UK, we're in the US. So, Mary, hmm. to close us out... What kind of rumor do you have for us today? Um. I heard a rumor that Archie never wears any different underwear than those <laughs> tiny gray boxers. Just Gross. No, no, no. He just has the same type of gray boxer. Oh, you mean he's got like a whole drawer full of yes. those gray boxers. Mm-hmm. He changes them every day. Okay. And then like the color changes every year. So last year was blue. This year's gray because he's going through it. Next year will be like a forest green or maybe something with a fun pattern like hearts. Gold. Speak of gold. gold. I don't know. Like silk leopard print. <laughs> I don't think they'd make like silk boxers that tight, would they? Hmm? Would they make silk underwear that tight? I think so. I don't know. Might be comfortable to run in. I've never worn like any like silk underwear. Why am I going into this? Um, <laughs> anyway, what's your rumor? I heard a rumor that Betty has a Cheryl voodoo doll that she routinely stabs with toothpicks and sets on fire and then puts out. So not to burn the whole doll. That's dark. Whoa. Well, thank you for listening to us. Have a wonderful night, 
day, evening, whenever you listen to this. Bye, guys. And girls. And non-binary pals. Wherever you fall, we care about you. We love you. Be safe. Bye.